Keeping it simple matters a lot because it's so noisy. So when it comes to the kind of, not only my clients, but when I write my blog, keeping it simple, bite-sized, and that's why these formats like Instagram and, and TikTok, YouTube, you know, short little snippets you can use are powerful. Life doesn't always cooperate while we're trying to grow our businesses, right ladies? Wrenches get thrown into our plans. Uh, some of them can be quite serious, some of them not so much. But what would you do if something derailed you from your business growth action plan? Well, we're going to explore that today in this interview with Janet Olmstead. Let's dive in. Tell us your business building journey story. Well, uh, I felt called to create my business because there's a huge inactivity crisis and uh, I want to make an impact on changing that trend. And so uh, when I step back and look outside of, so I'm a personal trainer and a health coach, and I've been in the health and wellness industry for over 20 years. And when I step back to look at um, my training and the coaching, I could see that the fitness industry was really kind of missing the mark on, on well, they're ta they talk to 20% of the already fit, right? And I, and I love that, and I, I, they talk to me. But I saw that there was, there's 80% of people that are still inactive and that really bothers me. And I don't think it has to be that way. So um, they're not m motivated to move enough and it's causing massive his health issues in the world. So I decided to come at it from a different angle and um, through play. And uh, I think making um, play the catalyst for positive healthy change is uh, super, easy to understand and um, it's something everybody can relate to. Even as we age, I think it's really important that we still have a playful mindset. So I wrote a book about it and I developed a, coach, a coaching method around it. So play as in the act of playing for better health and play as in P-L-A-Y, which means please look after yourself. So today I coach um, lots of you know, mostly I would say uh, professionals that are at a kind of either they've had a health scare or they're at midlife or they're, they've put everybody else first and all of a sudden they're thinking, oh, this isn't cool. This is not how I want to move forward with life. So that's how I help people take back control. And I, it all starts with play. Wow. So give us some examples of um, you know, someone comes to you and you're like, hey, yeah, we're working together. I'm coaching you. What are some of those play activities that you get these people doing that they're enjoying and loving and that's getting them moving? Well, that's a really good question because it's actually not about what I think. Okay. It's about what okay. you are ready, willing, and able to do. Because I think a lot of people feel they have to keep up with a certain way of doing things. And uh, I really encourage people to keep it really simple start where you are and and go for the things that you naturally bring you joy and often uh i have people start at what they like to do as a kid because yeah. that's often you know that's often and i've had people that are like oh well i really like to skip as a kid but i i don't like skip rope or yeah. skip down the street i'm like so why don't you try that that is exercise yeah. And reframing you know exercise as play kind of opens the whole world to people that they they didn't think they could give themselves permission for. So cool. 
And it gets yeah. people excited. They get up and go, oh my gosh, look what I did today. In fact, I just started uh, this month. I'm, I'm running a Play January Challenge. It's free. Um, people can still join if they want to. They can go on my Instagram um, bio. Mm -hmm. You can join there or um, through my website. And it's just great. To, I, I'm so inspired. I have over 75 people showing up every day um, and moving in a way that makes sense to them. Yeah, that's fantastic. And thank you for creating a challenge like that. That is so inspiring. I mean, for entrepreneurs, you know, in whatever their business is, to create a challenge to bring in more of their niche audience, obviously, because our businesses need that to thrive, but also to connect those people that have a like and a like goal. Yes, yeah. so cool. I don't see enough entrepreneurs doing that. So good for you. Thanks. You know, it's uh, it's always fun to um, inspire people, and because I do this, I, like I love to play myself. So why not have other people join and and show up, especially at the beginning of the year? You know, there's a lot of uh, dry things, challenges. Cut this, cut that, and why can't we add something that is fun? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about maybe people, books, mindsets, whatever happened that took you from idea to actually launching this business, because I suspect there are some stories there. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I guess where it all started was um, I, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years, and um, I've always loved the idea of of supporting people, a behavior change coaching is where my expertise is. And, mm -hmm. you know, being, being in a uh, entrepreneurial role, there isn't always a path that's laid out for us, right? We, we have to figure things out as we go along. And this is not my first business. I actually used to work in television sports production. Um, I was gonna ask you about that. You said you have broadcasting experience. I was like, I can't wait to ask her about that. Yeah. <laughs> So um, that chapter of my life was amazing. Um, but, you know, I, we actually moved abroad for a while, my husband and I, and when we came back, I really wanted to find something that spoke to um, where I could be a mom and grow a business and put on my creative hat. So I became a trainer. Then I, I worked in a health coach. I became a certified um, health coach in 2014. And over time, I've just really garnered all the things, the practices that I've tried lots of things. Um, but I've finally garnered the things that um, really work for me. And, uh, you know, finding the, my right customer, my value proposition, I've tried one-on-one -on -one coaching. I, I, I've tried, I thrive at one-on-one -on -one co um, coaching. I've tried group membership. Oh, sorry, my sister, I'm at my sister's house and she has a real phone. <laughs> You put an airplane mode heard landline? What? No. <laughs> anyway. I love it. Um, I love it. So yeah, I, I guess over time when I've garnered all the all the practices and I've been on uh, an online coach since 2015, um, which, you know, the technology has come a long way and there's been a lot of great progress and piecing together the software and the systems and making it all into one cohesive uh, offering to a client um, makes it really seamless. And, you know, uh, I love, I love being an entrepreneur. It's not easy, but I love it. Okay. That's really cool. So you took that kind of transformative change 
uh, skill set that you have and you combined it with getting people moving physically and for the purpose of having more fun in their life as well as being healthy. And so can you kind of take us back to just the baby steps of what did you actually do? Like for someone listening to this on the podcast who's like still in the idea phase, knows they have a viable business idea, but just doesn't even know where to start first. What would you recommend she does to kind of get going? Well, that's a, wow, great question. I, I would say the first place to start is if you know other entrepreneurs, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of start um, talking to people, see what, what they've learned over time. There's, you know, I think there's a lot of value in having a mentor or becoming, definitely get involved with a group of like-minded entrepreneurs or in the niche that you want to work in. Um, and don't be afraid to try stuff because uh, uh, failing forward has certainly worked for me. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, um, as an entrepreneur, I, I, and I, I think you can relate to this, we all have shiny object syndrome. Oh, I'll try this. And oh, I'll try this. And sometimes it's really hard to um, get a right methodology. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's trial and error. But if someone's gone before you and has figured it out, learn from them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that that is the exact system that's going to work for you. But uh, over time, I've really picked up um, pieces and worked with different business coaches. And um, over, yeah, it's just, it's taken time. That's the other part. It takes time. Like it's taken 10 solid years since I wrote my book and I developed all the coaching things that, and I've tried all those things to actually feel like I have a foundation now and uh, it hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it. Yeah. Right. And you are in the process. I think the finishing stages, I've got to move here. I got like blinding light in my face here. You're in the finishing. It's really nice. Yeah. But it's like, I can't even see my, I can't even see your face because the sun's blinding me. Um, You're in the finishing stages of, re-releasing your book and yeah. it's incorporating I think we have a favorite color in common which is cool <laughs> yeah. yeah so tell us about the book writing journey for you and now what you're doing with the re-release process uh so I my book is called the playbook how to get in the habit of good health and I use play as the one habit as like I said earlier the positive catalyst for change because when you move more you feel better when you feel better you sleep better, you manage stress better, you um, eat better, you know, that, that is the one thing. And, and with all the fitness books out there, I didn't feel anybody had tackled the idea that um, this, there's no one right way. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one fits all, right? Everybody, everybody mm-hmm. has great ideas, don't get me wrong. And I, I am so inspired by all the authors that have come before me, but I just felt there was this missing piece to that 80%. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a coach, right? I'm a guide. I'm not here to tell you how to move your body or how to eat or how, but I'm here to meet you where you're at and, and work together. That's how I really sh- show up for my clients. And that's how I felt I could put it out to the world. It's almost like you're a mom. So giving birth, um, you know, when, when you, when you create something human or <laughs> other formats, um, it's scary, but so rewarding. And um, I self-published. I worked with an amazing uh, editor and producer, really interesting, having worked in television and having um, produced a book. They're very similar processes. Like, mm. 
out the grand scheme of things. Anyway, um, so I used, I used that, my editor, I, it took a long time to write it and get it into the format I wanted it to. Um, and so then the pandemic happened. So <laughs> my book came out in 2019 and my intention was to go and speak about my book and mm -hmm. about my philosophy around play. And then the pandemic hit. So I couldn't go talk to people. So I pivoted and I did a lot of this. I did uh, podcasts, I did radio interviews, I've done, um, I've talked to groups uh, about how to, how to write books and how to move more. And I've been part of summits. It's been a, an amazing opportunity despite having the pandemic happen. It did. Um, and then what really bubbled to the surface was um, prevention matters. And play is the greatest way to prevent uh, chronic disease. And it showed up in the pandemic. I think you can um, understand that people who had comorbidities or didn't know that they were healthy were much more likely to suffer from COVID longer and um, the, the one big takeaway from the pandemic was if you were already in the habit of keeping healthy, the outcomes were hopefully um, a little easier. And yeah. um, exercise and going outside and doing all the things that I already talked about really bubbled to the surface. So I was like, oh, yeah, I think we need to put this out to the world again. But this time I'm going to do it on audio. So I recorded my book um, and I, I wrote a new intro. And I, I wrote a new um, extra with a few more guiding principles, not um, prescriptions, but guiding principles. And yeah, I recorded it in my son's studio. He's a musician, a singer songwriter, Jack Olmsted. And we built a studio. I recorded it there. And now it's at the production house being put together and it's coming out soon. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Good for you. So it'll be on Audible. It will be on Audible. Yeah. And I read it. Wow. Yeah. Good. And like how it's like this won't go on the podcast for two or three weeks. So how soon will you have that link to Audible so we can uh, well, like put it in the show notes? Oh, the uh, my it should be out the, by the end of the month. We, I'm actually Ooh. hoping it's coming out on my birthday, which is January 24th. And uh. yeah, that was my intention. But you know how life goes. Yeah. Stuff happens. So by the end of the month or the beginning in the first quarter of 2023. That's okay. Like that. But you can still buy okay. my book. Uh, yeah. Through my on website. Amazon. On Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Or Fantastic. Yeah. And your website. And my website. Janet Olmstead.com. Yes. Yes. Nice. Nice. Well, that is so fantastic. Um, thank you for being an entrepreneur who takes that extra step to putting your knowledge into a book um, for your children. And if nothing else, I mean, God forbid you get hit by a bus. We have some of your best stories now forever, which is, I think, amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good for you. Um, and, yeah, so I wanted to ask you about, you know, you've kind of said, like, it, 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 to just kind of try to reiterate what you've been saying about building a business as, as a, a woman in the fitness industry, you've, you've mentioned surrounding yourself with like-minded entrepreneurs. You've mentioned the fact that you're going to have to fail up. You're going to have to find the silver lining and all those, those things that feel like they're not going well. But I'm wondering if you could share a specific story or two with us about something that happened um, 
do you have any stories that come to mind of like challenges you overcome um, specifically? Uh, yeah, I have a most recent one. I would say I've had lots of challenges. There, uh, we could, I could just fly to Calgary and come and sit with you, and we could talk about all the challenges. That I would love that. Life, I love that. Life throws curveballs, and I've been a receiver of many curveballs. Um, but most recently, in November of 2021, my husband was diagnosed with leukemia, and uh, that was a huge challenge because I had to stop my business completely. I had to like call all my clients and I was running um, a membership at the time. And I had to say, I'm sorry, my, my job right now is to help him um, get the help he needs. And so I shut it all down. Um, and the, of course, becoming a full-time caregiver, two things came to light. First of all, I'm grateful I could help him and he's doing really well, which yeah. is, it's been quite a journey. He had a full bone marrow transplant. He, his brother was his donor. It's, wow. uh, it still gives me chills. You know, he, he, he's on, on the road to recovery, which is great. And then, you know, having to take care of myself at the same time really brought home my full reason for being here is helping if I can take care of myself and I can help others understand how invaluable it is taking care of yourself, then you can put your best self forward for other people. And, right. and I really, I had the systems in place. I have a self-care practice, which of course includes play, but I have other things that I meditate and I do reflections and um, I visualize, I, I have a little thing in place, but it really helped me. And now, Coming out the other side, the bonus of having my husband off of work, which he still is, is he's really great at strategy. And so I kind of took advantage of that, picking his brain to um, understand more of how I could be more strategic. I think earlier to my point, I've tried lots of things and I have shiny object syndrome. Um, it's not always easy for me and I, from other entrepreneurial women I know, to stick to the course, right? Yeah. Here's my plan. Let's, you know, okay, this, this opportunity comes, ooh, let's try that, whatever. Stick to my plan. And now I know what to focus on. And I've had the time to reflect. And that was probably the challenge was what happened. And now I, I get to move forward with a much more clear picture of where I want to go and how I can really help people. Right. And I feel like you're, you're probably a a lot more relatable to anyone who's ever had a loved one be sort of stricken down with a, a serious illness like that. Like people will listen like, oh, what do you know about play? But my husband's dealing with it. And you're like, oh, I know, honey. Like, I know. And that, I think that's valuable. And unfortunately, probably the reason why we have to go through hard things is because the big guy upstairs is like, mm, you need a little more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to yeah, your message. Yeah, we got some things you got to know before you go forward. Yeah. But, you know, continuing to show up for myself, for him, and, and of course, for my clients. Um, and it, by, by November, I had clients calling me going, when are you coming back to work? <laughs> okay, I'm coming. Awesome. So that felt good. It felt good. That's really awesome. And I think it's kind of cool, too, when, when we, you know, we go through these 
periods of time where we put a lot of great content onto you know YouTube or wherever you put it, and then when you have a, a time when you have to take some time away, you're like, okay, no, everybody's going to be okay. Yeah. Because you can at least use all those free tools that I built that are awesome. Yeah. You just can't talk to me for a couple months because I got to deal with whatever. And so there's, you know, they, you know, have, having COVID happen um, was a blessing in disguise in so many ways. It forced a lot of us to use the internet as a collection, a connection tool, which it is. It's like Instagram Live. I can't even begin to tell you the number of amazing women I've met through Instagram Live and and the podcast also. And yeah, just putting videos on YouTube. I have. A client from Australia right now. I wouldn't have her if it weren't for a video that I put on YouTube that she found through searching something on Google. Like all these cool things that have happened. So it's really neat to hear that you embraced it. It sounds like quite quickly when you realized your plan of speaking in person wasn't necessarily going to play out right away. Yeah. And to your point, you know, the wide world of connecting more globally really was a silver lining and uh, I've equally you know as an entrepreneur too when you're putting stuff out into the world you're like okay I hope someone likes this or I hope this helps somebody because you don't always have the traction up front but over time you can really see how continuing to show up and putting things out to the world and keeping aligned with your values and what you stand for as a business person and what you want how you want to show up and help others um, really yeah it's uh, i i turned a lot of my attention to linkedin for connecting with because that's where my ideal client is and a lot of my friends are and uh yeah i had there's this whole play world out there that i didn't even know existed and i had no you know when you're when you're in the busyness of your business yeah it's not always easy to stand back and see okay <clears throat> this is the right channel for me to focus on like instagram for you YouTube for people, Facebook, you know, finding the channel, finding your tribe, because they're out mm. there. They really are out there. Yeah. Uh, and sticking with it, because I think you're so right. I, I leaned heavily into LinkedIn for a long time as well. And it was really, really good to me. LinkedIn was so good to me. And then at some point, I was like, I feel like Instagram is where I need to be. And so I kind of just redid everything that was working on LinkedIn That's on Instagram yeah. and it worked, but it, it's really hard to divide your attention between multiple platforms. And I'm not one that wants to hire a bunch of people to just do that for me. It's like, I don't know. So I like that you're like LinkedIn is my jam and that's where I focus. And that's really good to share that with other entrepreneurs. Cause I think we get FOMO with everything oh in life. And that's gosh. one thing that's really hard. Probably, you know, <laughs> It's like that in, in wellness too. It's like a plethora, a buffet of opportunity and a, like there's so many things to choose from. And that's why finding the things, trying them, trying them on yeah. for a little while. It's like with habits, with healthy habits that I help people with. It's an experiment, right? Until you find the thing that works for you. And uh, yeah, I also love Instagram. Love it. Um, but yeah, you can't be all things to all people. And if it's also not your sweet spot, it's okay to... Um, hire people to help you if you are in that position for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you need to, then there's always people out there for sure. I was one of my favorite, favorite people um, who's helped me a lot in growing my business is Pat Flynn. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he has a smart passive income podcast. And he's written some great books. Have you heard of Pat Flynn? Yeah, 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 awesome. Okay, so I love Pat, and uh, I kind of dabbled in TikTok for a little while, and then the weirdest thing happened and I 
the app was being weird, so I deleted it from my phone and I and I tried to reinstall it and it wouldn't let me. And it still to say I can't get this I can't get TikTok back on my phone. And I don't really know what it is and I've kind of looked into it a little bit, but I really just took it as a sign that like that's not where I need to be focusing my attention. Yes, and then he totally. recently put out a podcast where he did a thirty day challenge on TikTok where he literally took the things that have worked for him on YouTube. And he just, you know, shortened those up and used them on TikTok. But he said he recommended to anyone who's thinking that TikTok is where they need to go now. He recommended that that they don't. He said it's a time suck. It's a vortex of like, he's like, the algorithm is too good. It sucks you in. So it's not even about being a content creator on TikTok. Like if you could literally just put content on and never look at it, you'd probably be okay and like meet a few new people. But that's not possible. Like you have to be in it. And he's like, I just don't recommend that you do it. He's like, I just don't think that it's for, you know, for most of my, my audience. And I'm like, perfect. Well, I needed to hear that. No, I think you bring up a good point. Like if, is that, if that's where your audience is hanging out, if that's where your target market is, then you need to be there. You, you do. However, it is a time suck for sure. And you don't own that content. And to mm -hmm. me, you know, working, uh, I, I've, I've tried them all, like I said, 20 years as an entrepreneur, and uh, I really value my email list, and that's where mm -hmm. I know My, they're, they're, they're showing up to read the things that um, I, I put out good value on my email list. Anybody can go to my website and sign up for my, I have a, it's called Play of the Week. Yeah. And I pull in the greatest and latest from the health world and make it, you know, I'm all about keeping it simple. Keeping it simple matters a lot because it's so noisy. So when it comes to the kind of not only my clients, but when I write my blog, keeping it simple, bite-sized. And that's why these formats like Instagram and, and TikTok, YouTube, you know, short little snippets you can use are powerful, really powerful. Absolutely. I love that you said that because I have been the same way, like from day one, when I got onto LinkedIn, it was all about growing the email list and, and you know, how do you do that? And what's going to be your thing that you use to bring people to your email list? Well, you've got to add value and the play of the week. That's a brilliant idea. It's like, Oh, every weekend I'm going to do this thing that Janet sends me with my family or with my spouse or with my girlfriends or with my dog or what, like, that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, play has served me well. I'm very grateful that it's, I really feel like it's my calling. And um, there were a number of times uh, that I, I was reminded that life is short. Uh, that's for another interview. And, um, but what I recognized uh, from a young age that because life is short, we need to find more joy. We need to find more play. And um, I'm not here to tell you how to do it. I'm here to help you discover that. And um, yeah, just like in business, just like in relationships, just like, yeah, life is short. So get out and play. Hello, Fempreneurs. This is Laura, producer of the Fempreneurs Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to hang out with Lindsay and I and learn more about marketing, head over to Fem Team. We'd love to help you grow your business. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.